Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. Uh, we are definitely late getting started. And we earned it today, didn't we? Yeah, that was funny. I got off a conference call at 2.30. I ran in here, fired this part of the studio up, went in the other room where the video recording goes on, fired that machine up, and it was basically saying, hey, I can't see video from the TriCaster. Came back to TriCaster. TriCaster was locked up. Shut the TriCaster down, restarted the TriCaster. Everything came back up. The audio came back up on the other machine. Got over here, got everything set up, got all ready to go. And when I went to refresh the YouTube listing to make sure it would stream to YouTube, it basically gave me the double finger and <laughs> I tried to recover it and I couldn't. So we're not on YouTube, we're everywhere else, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So welcome to the new media show, Rob. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing okay, Todd. <laughs> Certainly not the not the technical challenges that you've been going through this this morning. Things have been smooth on my end for once. Oh, that's good. I'm glad it has. Um, it's been crazy time here. Cray cray. I guess what we right. got to call it. Cray cray. Hey, before cray -cray. before we get too deep into the program, and I was supposed to read this on the last show, we got an, an e uh, some stickers, and um, it says Todd and Rob been wanting to get this out for a bit. Love the show and what you guys do for the industry. Thank you. Explanation mark, explanation mark with a smiley face. My pad, my podcast is called Talking Beards. Here are some of our stickers and others that cover the world of facial hair, which most people don't know is there. Uh, I don't have that issue. Mm. Um, we are a, a worldwide group of men and women who get together and put charity Fundraisers on is beard competitions. We are a group of people who travel all around and support the scene culture that is all around facial hair. Thanks again. You guys really keep me going. Scott. So Scott sent, man, he sent us a bunch of stuff here. So, um, so I guess his sticker, well, boy, they're all buried in here. Let me just show some of these. This is the honest Amish. Mm -hmm. And wow. It, so if you know, you know what they call, um, uh, Amer uh, Amish that ha are no longer Amish, right? They call them, uh, jails. They call them jump overs. And, oh, uh, but okay. anyway, this, this guy's the honest Amish show the best, the best for your beard. Then we've got the talking beards sticker. Am I out of focus today? And then a big handout for the Talking Beards, covering the latest competition events in the facial hair community, live every Tuesday, 8 p.m. at TalkingBeards.com. Trivia and free giveaways every week. Hey, the Talking Beards show ought to do something for the bald head guys. Uh, the, <laughs> the Beard Caster, uh, Beards in Review. It's a YouTube channel all about things facial hair related. What else we got here? We've got... Hey, Todd, yeah. Todd, pull the stickers back from the camera a little bit because they're... They're, they're blurry. Uh, they're blurry. Yeah. Okay. So 2017 world beard and mustache champions, that sticker. Right. All right. And then we've got oh, a business card, the beard casters. So it's awesome. Ah, the beard. Casters. And then we've got the talking beards, another sticker. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, so this is the Oshawa Austin's jets. Beer, beer sharing club. So anyway, that's a kind of a cool. That is cool. Yeah, kind of a cool sticker. And then we've got uh, 2018 Great American Beard and Mustache Championship in Richmond, Virginia. So wow. a green and gold sticker. And finally, we've got the 2019 Beard and Mustache Championship 
presented by Remington Beard Boss. So now that is a sticker stash. That is a sticker stash of mustache. And you're going to love what he put on the envelope. (laughs) So I got the envelope and, uh, and we'll get some stickers back out to you. But on the back of it was, I flipped it over to open it up. It says, P.S. I didn't lick this. I used water. (laughs) He actually wrote that right on the, on the back, on the back of the uh, envelope. So that's probably uh, (laughs) a good idea to do anyway, because I don't think that, that adhesive on the back of those envelopes is all that good for you. I mean, I've been licking so. envelopes since, you know, probably this time it's not a good idea, but. I know, Todd, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, everyone, thanks. Um, and thanks for sending those over. That was cool. And the note, I'll get you a, I'll get you a sticker stash put together and mailed back to you. Um, right. But for those of you that listen to the show, and I don't have the sticker board here. We've got a sticker board set up, and all these stickers will go on the sticker board. We want you to send your stickers to us. There's an address at newmediashow.com, and it does help me because stay organized. If you send me a self-addressed envelope in the envelope, you send your stickers in because I can just stuff them in and then throw them in the mailbox. Uh, it just saves me being lazy and having to write your address out, but um, we'll get that back to you. So. Everyone, thanks for yeah, thanks yeah. for sending those over, and you know that's cool. And we've got we've got some Geek News Centro. We got some new. And I've got some new uh, new media show sticker, and we'll send yep. you a little care package back. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So uh, that's the kind of fan that uh, that I like. And uh, well, and and your address is on every post. Every post, yep. right on newmediashow.com. That's so, that's right for sure. So I have been drinking my Red Bull refrigerator dry. I've, I'm, I can't remember how stuff was cycled in. So uh, I'm down to three in my Red Bull refrigerator in the, in the office. So, Uh-oh, so how are you going to stock up? You have to order it online? No, I'll have go, to... just go over to Myers and get it. You know, I'm ah, not afraid to okay. go to the shopping store. So, so you do leave the uh, compound. Yes, of course. Times, huh? he, a man cannot survive on water and whiskey alone. He has to have food. Yes, you know? they do. Yes. Although I've got a refrigerator full of toilet paper, right? <laughs> That's right. I've got a refrigerator <laughs> full of beer. What's as funny as I bought beer when I moved in here in June and there hasn't been a single beer drinking on my right. fridge. I wonder if that beer's getting a little skunky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think beer gets too skunky. Yeah, I don't know. If it sets in the refrigerator for six or seven months, I don't know, maybe. But mm, uh as long as it's sealed up, you haven't opened it, right? Yeah. But anyway, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in and saying hello on the uh, on Facebook and uh, yeah, and Douglas and oh, Shok was on. Dave, hi everyone, thanks for being here, watching the show. And yeah. uh, so, Rob, we seem yes. to like stir the hornet's nest just a little bit, don't we? <laughs> well, that's what we're supposed to do on this show, Todd. Things aren't supposed to be like copacetic, right? Yeah, you know, if you want get get people talking about stuff, you have to. You know, I mean, it's not like we did it intentionally. We, no. we we were just going through stuff and sometimes it exposes areas that, uh, you know, rattle the cage a little bit. So anyway, uh, just so we have a point of clarification for those you've been listening to Tom from, uh, Edison, Tom Webster said that they did not use the pod track right. top five networks to come up with their prediction right. or their analysis. I shouldn't of the say top five networks. Right. 
if, if you didn't hear the c- couple of episodes ago, we, we talked about a uh, slide that was presented that showed a percentage of audience that was related to a certain amount of large networks, right? So we just immediately draw the conclusion since those networks weren't disclosed that most people would go look at PodTrack for that top five network list, right? And that top five had 800 shows. And Rob and I did a little analysis and we said, there's no way, no how impossible that those five networks reach 50% of the American audience. And Tom has said they did not use those five networks in their analysis. Right. And I believe he also said that uh, a couple of the top five networks aren't even on the pod track ranker. So, so that proves our point. So (laughs) not that I want to have this drama go out any further, but Tom, who are the top five networks? Right. Now, Tom (laughs) did say that his top five network was across the whole industry, not just from the limited number of networks that are associated with contract networks or shows. Right. Well, do we need to draw a major distinction here? I guess we do because Tom was basing this off of, um, what percentage of the listener base was, and this is, this is where it gets a little gray sometimes in the understanding. And this is, this is where this research can be misinterpreted is that, that it was 22% of us listeners have listened to, I believe at least one show off of that network. Right. Okay. So anyway, there's lots That's of minutiae there. Of slicing the pie. And you know, di- and here's, differently, right? here's the interesting. He said they had insights into all shows. Okay. So how many people do we have listening to this show, Tom? <laughs> how many people listen to geek new central? You know, let's, if if we have insight into all those shows and they're not using any analytics platform, you're using some software application. I'm probably being unfair, but I know what this audience number is within a, you know, IAB percentage of accuracy. <laughs> so, and, and if, I mean, how is, Edison research getting that data of the top five networks, unless they have direct access to the data, right. Or across the whole medium, or is it based on survey data that's asking people, um, how much or where, what shows they're listening to off of what network of some sort. Yeah. I don't know, but it is data that's being produced and put out, um, in favor of certain networks. Cause Tom did say that those five networks or those top 10 networks across the whole study, um, um, were aware of who they were and that ranker. So, oh. but just nobody else knows. Well, just we'll have to watch for, we'll have to watch, networks. we'll have to watch for some, you know, I get all right. kinds of sales slides that come in back door. Right to us. So I guess we'll see, you know, but I don't know. I just, I don't live in a analytical right. survey world. I work with raw data. So, right. So, so anyway, it's, I mean, so we only looked at this based on what a normal person out there right. would 
look at the situation no one, no given one would, what the information was right. that was available to us. They say, what are the top five networks? And they're going to say, oh, the right. only people that right. have public information about the top five networks is PodTrack. Right. And if this information is being misinterpreted, it was um, by us. Then, then that's not necessarily on us. That's on the information isn't being disclosed in a way that people understand. Tom says right. it's not gray and Tom is right here. So Tom's watching us. That's fine. That's fine. No, I think it's, well, the gray I think area. It's great the, what Tom is doing, and I think it's great what Edison is doing. But sometimes we just need to help people understand what what it is, and we're included in that. I don't feel like I fully understand what, what was there in that data because some of it was not disclosed. So Tom said, "I I said clients know." Okay, so all right, so the clients or the networks know. I'm assuming. Right. Right. He's he's still mad. That's okay. But if you don't I mean, list the five networks, you just ha you put it out there, then it is gray. People have to guess. If you don't right. list who the five networks are, then then what's the what does everybody assume as the as the industry ranker right now? It's PodTrack, right? Right. So, anyway, all right, we don't need to go any further with this, but it just people keep commenting on our stuff so i think i don't know i just it is what it is i guess we'll have to agree to disagree to a certain extent well i think that there's learnings to be had on both sides on this and that's just you know we all just need to be clear don't, about don't what get the data us wrong is. we're not we're not right i think we have a right to question it's not that we don't appreciate you know, so just trying to figure out how you got there. That's the key. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and most things that is put out, there's a, it's so many samples of so many shows or so many, you know, so many people were surveyed, blah, blah, blah. And you have the, you know how you got from point A to point B. And right. in this case, you don't know how you got to point A to point B. It was a blanket statement that kind of we had to like interpret. So that's my point. Right, and I'm also tired, and I, I made a comment about this in the thread, was also that I've heard a lot of people just um, take PodTrack as the industry ranker, right? And just, there's no other acceptance not or understanding that it's just a sample of the industry. So people, are, people have the impression that this is the industry ranker, and I guess my point that i i've had this conversation with many people especially when i've been back in new york and gone to events back there is that it is not complete data it may be accurate for the shows the networks that are listed there but it's not complete it's not a complete data set and so when people rank those shows or those networks they're actually leaving out large podcast networks large podcasters from that list and and that's what I object to because it's like I've gotten into arguments with people because they seem to think that, yeah, that's the industry ranker. Those are all the top networks. And I go, no, it's not. They don't believe me for some reason. Yeah. Irregardless of Tom's right. slide. Right. So, and he, he right. did say, or you could ask me, it's not about agree or disagree. Right. So. That's the reality of what's happening on the ground with this ranker because it doesn't say on there that this is just a representative sample of the industry. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's yes. all. 
That's so, all I'm saying. So it right. is it is show number three where we've talked about this. Yes, so, it is. And it's probably the biggest drama we've had here in a while. Right. No need for yeah. drama. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm a rebel without a cause. Right. But <laughs> anyway, we can move on. Yes. Yes, we can. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about uh, what's been happening in your neck of the woods, but my team's been... Uh, as Mike put it during a call this morning, he says, I, I got done with work yesterday and I just was like, ugh, you know, like this, you know, escaping breath of, ugh, I'm tired. You know, we've had, a he, and everyone's seeing it, a huge, 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 huge influx of new, mm-hmm. new podcasters and, you know, yeah. down to the, I don't know how to click right on my mouse and that kind of stuff. So, um, right. It's, we've been, we've been busy and I, I almost, you know, even the meeting I was just in, uh, with, a a new client that's doing some stuff and it was like an hour and, you know, I'm going through strategies Mm -hmm. and what they could do and, um, where, you know, a couple of members of the team fully understand it and another person hasn't been on the calls and he has to be brought up to speed. And I don't know what it is. It seems like the bigger the client, the more people you have on a phone call, you know, you, they make, <laughs> yeah, they you get true. scheduled, you get scheduled a, a consult with two people and then there's eight people on the right. line and everyone's got questions. And yeah, you know, I'm like, just click publish. You don't that just click there. That's all. You, and, and everyone has 25 questions about clicking there. And right. so yeah, I think that the industry right right now is pretty it's is it's pretty healthy. You know, I'm not going to say in detail um, around what I'm about to say, but there's a bunch of new listening platforms about to enter the medium. Oh, um, yeah. By the so, way, we were supposed to have a guest today. We we were supposed to have a guest today, and but that's been that's been pushed off till May. Oh, so this announcement that was supposed to happen yesterday that we were so excited to hear about got pushed to May. Yes. That's April 22nd. What, do we know when in May? Nope. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, you don't even know. Okay. So they weren't ready then. Hmm. Well, something happened. I'm not sure what it was. They they didn't share. Oh. So it's more, you know, so it's coming. Nothing is a, a big problem. But there are other listening platforms that are coming, and I'm sure you'll be hearing about them soon. But, um, you know, there's more stuff brewing in this medium. Things keep moving forward, and this medium keeps expanding, though there has been some data. I know Rob Walsh was on the, the feed, and he disclosed that we're off, um, off, you know, we continue to be off on the downloads compared to prior months. But, but he also said that the, there was a slight uptick and listening via um, PCs and computers. I had a little giggle over that. Are you saying the same thing? Tom? No, here's what I, here's what I sent to my team when I saw Rob's uh, um, post or, you know, what was picked up. Uh, let me see here. I said. Almost a percent. I said, <laughs> LOL up 1%. Like, come on. That's within the percentage of error. <laughs> you now you want some you want some criticism, Tom. There you go, one percent a one percent increase. Come on, for for listening <laughs> well, on, across, a, on a Todd. I mean, think about the numbers of what we're talking about here. One 
one percent is big within a margin of it's within the margin oh come on one percent is not big if you just said there was well, a, if you're talking about billions of if you, of, if you of just said there was if you just said there was a seven percent increase the browser thing i got excited but one percent come on oh my god it's not even worth talking about <laughs> okay i i i concede todd i concede todd it's not a one percent humongous increase is it was it one point zero? Was it point nine six? Come on, one percent. You're gonna get you're gonna get it down to one percent. You gotta have the real number. So Rob <laughs> Walsh, if you're listening, come on, one percent. You can't do any rounding up, huh? <laughs> Not when you're talking about one percent, because I could say point eight and round it up to one. Right, right. Okay. Because if enough. it had been one point two, he'd have said one point two. So it was below one. God, give me a break. So, yes, if more people are listening right. <laughs> via browsers, the 1%, but you guys are off download number-wise. We're not. Yeah, yeah. And actually, VoxNest put out a re- release about the VoxNest audience network showing that they're off a total of 20%. I still contend. And as I look at this data deeper, as I have been, yep. on the type of show, where they live, what they're doing, right. has a big, 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 big difference in whether you're off or you're not. So, yeah, and it, well, it's also categories. I mean, some categories are, are up. Right. Some categories are down. Now, granted, that's probably constantly going on in the medium, but I think, right, I mean, at least what Foxness reported here was the number one category um, that showed an increase was design. Number two was food. Number three was music. Um, and number four was medicines, which, which I, I guess kind of makes sense. Who has a category that's medicine? Well, I well, think about Apple podcast categories. I don't think about. Right. Right. That's a topic. Yeah. So, so, but anyway, it's, it's it's what it is, you know. It, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. What's what's going on out there with people consuming podcasts? Some platforms are showing big decreases; other ones are flat. Mm-hmm. We have seen a couple more takedowns from Spotify. It's not huge numbers, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I think we've had two, two or three, two. I think this week. So they're you know they're onesie they're onesie twosing them, and I think it's probably on shows someone's flagging, right and. Um, and Mike and I, and actually Mike and I made a comment on, or Mike made a comment because I really didn't, re- I just forwarded the email to Mike and Mike came back and said, hmm. And it looked to me like there was something in the title that was not only COVID-19, but was related to politics. Mm-hmm. And that got booted. So there's something there that's triggering. If it's, they're saying it's not automated, but it must be a listener or something that someone that's finding something that they don't like right right but uh, other than that i think um you know for us it's just been head down trying to keep a you know keep up i don't know yeah. how's your how's your team been doing yeah i mean we're doing fine you know i'm i'm going to be doing a webinar after we get done here um talking about our our work with the headliner so mm. So we're going to do some 
demos on that. But yeah, I mean, things are hectic, but you know, and growth is strong. We have no complaints on that side. Right. And I got a bunch of stuff coming to market here directly. And, uh, we're, I have had to held, hold off just a little bit. We're converging on a date. You know how it is when you're trying to make everything come. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, we think we're going to make that date, <laughs> that line right. in the sand. And then I'm thinking right. if I have to push a week, um, don't want to get too far ahead of the gun, but I have cut some of our salespeople loose to go and to start selling what it is. So, so can't say any more than that, but. Okay. <laughs> I did hear from uh, an ex-Apple employee. Really? Yeah, I sure did. Ex-Apple employee. Yeah, an ex-Apple mm. employee that's working in another company. So mm. it is interesting what he, he's doing. I, I don't think I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, except that, you know, it looks like he's fell out of one podcast uh, position, maybe almost into another. So it mm. is interesting. I didn't, I didn't know people actually left Apple. I thought that was like the gift of, of, a, of a job that, you know, no one ever left. I've known Todd and you have too. I've known quite a few people that have left Apple podcasts to go off and do something else. Yeah. It just seems like, I mean, if you think about the, the duration that the medium has been around, I mean, and they've been doing a lot of hiring over there too. That's true. Lately. Yep. yep. So, Hey, Pod Vader, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Yes. And, uh, Greg says, does the down tier, downturn say something about podcasts consumed in drive time radio's taking a big hit i'm again blueberry is not seeing a downturn and well, as long as it probably as long as they have that mobile phone with them they don't need to be in the car to listen right so you know, some okay, folks have seen that. you know some folks are it, it is interesting though that you guys are seeing a big drop box nest has seen a big drop and yet is it because VoxNest does a lot of live that they saw a drop? That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about downloads. Oh, well, hmm. it is. It just could be just the mix of content. Yeah, it is interesting. That's the only explanation I can, I can attribute to it. It's just the, the mix and genres of content that's on any network. Probably has a direct influence on the, the downloads and the distribution of downloads. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, you know, based upon the, I'm just, how should I call it without getting half the people pissed off? The hysteria about opening oh up. Oh based, boy. No, based, <laughs> ba no, no, it's true. You got two, know, you got, I, you got two I camps. Know, well, you I got know, three Todd. camps. People that want to open up, people that, um, want to open up and be safe. And then, well, you, you know, it's basically two camps. You want to open up or you want to stay at home. There's two camps. People are freaking out hard about people. So in my opinion, uh, podcast movement is, is there's no way people are not, there's enough people that are freaked out. There's no way podcast movement is happening in August. Impossible. Well, I saw Todd that they, there's quite a few college sports leagues that have already decided that they're and in high school and other places that have already decided to uh, cancel the fall sports season. Well, college has decided to push a little bit. Mm, oh, 
Well, well, that was on the news. That's what I heard this morning. They were thinking about moving to the right. So, oh, okay. Here's the okay. thing. If these colleges, if, if these, there's going to be many fewer colleges before if they do not open up. They're just talking about going digital. My, my, my well, niece. Well, true. I mean, even around small business. My, my niece right? has said, if the school doesn't open back up, if I can't go to the dorm or her sorority and go to class, She's not going back to school until they open back up. She can't, she doesn't want to do e-learning says, Nope, I don't have the patience for it. I'm not going back to school. So if these schools, if students don't come back, if they take a break, these, you know, it's domino effect. If these, these big, you know, look at Ohio state, Michigan state, university of Michigan, look how much money comes into the school because of the sports program. Is there, that, that's right. a business, right. you know, so you don't do sports. Okay. Then, you know, you lay off, you know, all your, you know, millions and millions of dollars in budget isn't going to get spent because you don't need those people. Cause you're not. And then you have athletes that are going to miss a year of competition. And it, it, I mean, it just, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a roll down effect. People that, would be looking at a draft in four years. Now they're five years out from a draft. I, I, I do not see the, the colleges shutting down their sporting program because it affects so much other stuff going out in people's livelihoods from for here or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have to do something. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's still too early to know anything about what to do. So again, there's two camps, right? So I think if if everybody follows the rules, the problem is not everybody's going to follow the rules. So no, that's true. That's that's basically true for anything. (laughs) I still see a lot of people out there walking around, you know, without face masks or. I now totally thinking that the whole thing is just uh, you know. Well, Something based on this initial data coming out of California, a lot more people had it than they thought. Doesn't change the deadliness of it to those who are affected, but well, yeah, it, it's going to change I mean, I the death percentage rate. More widely impacting than the numbers show us today. So, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, I got really, really sick when I was in LA back in early February. Um, so maybe you've had I, it. I don't know. I may have. You know, I walked around with a headache and a sniffle for a couple of weeks. I didn't ever have a fever, but who knows? Maybe I had it. Yeah. So Podvader says the only value college universities offers is the start of your network. The education part is overrated. <laughs> I would kind of have a, well, I don't know. You know, I went to school when I was older. So yeah. everything that I, it was kind of funny because taking college classes when I was in my forties was like, I know all this. Yeah, because I've already worked for 25 years. I, I know all this already, you know? So, but my, I'm thinking about the classes my kids were taking and I'm like, they, didn't, they don't have 25 years of experience. There's no way they know all of this. So I think from a certain right. aspect, maybe my attitude changed a little bit. I think there are some core stuff in there that is super valuable from an education standpoint, but some of it I do agree is overrated. But there are some classes, macroeconomics, uh, all that stuff that many of us get exposure right. to, that to me was like, I already knew this. Whereas mm-hmm. an 18-year-old will not. 
So right. I think there's a series, there's a, there's core classes I think that are very valuable for anyone to actually have that doesn't have time to spend 25 years getting exposed to it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, and Harvard got their PPP loan after having a $40 billion endowment. That's just a crock. But, All right. Hey, Todd, I did see that, um, an article online that, that was saying in lockdown, Nepal, uh, I, I guess podcasting is thriving. In where? In Nepal? In Nepal, in Southeast Asia. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Where did yeah. that come from? I just saw the, the, the article it was linked to in uh, Pod News, and I thought, hmm, of all places for podcasting <laughs> to be thriving in Nepal. What? Oh, that's, that's funny. Just a little tiny country, you know. So here's something interesting. You would think reaching 1 million podcasts in the Apple podcast directory would be news that would be covered just about by any podcast newsletter, right? Right. Nick Qual didn't speak. He didn't talk about it, you know. (laughs) He's used to his 2,000 shows up there in the East Coast that he talks about, but, you know, (laughs) reaching a million podcasts on Apple Podcasts meant nothing to him he didn't even mention it right <laughs> and he's going to do a show on podcasting Woohoo! <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah and he wanted to advertise the launch of that show on this show too. yeah what what would you guys have thought if we had advertised nick qua's new podcast on this podcast you know we should have just took the money anyway and done it <laughs> <laughs> we had got canceled in episode two <laughs> right based on the based on the wowza bill i got yesterday we could have used that sponsorship i wowza screwed something up the bill was double what it was supposed to be i was like gulp i was like oh my god what's going on here wow, wow, wow. yeah i went and did the math and i'm like something is wrong something is wrong so so the uh i saw another article out there saying that will we see the big one in brand podcasts could it be right now i don't know will we see the big one in brand podcast yes i guess there's 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 a uh, oreo cookie podcast hmm wait a minute wait a minute are you sure <laughs> I'm trying to figure out this article, but um, yeah, well, it's from April 10th. So, hmm. Anyway, okay. We can uh, we can not cover that if you don't want to, because <laughs> well, uh, I can't really draw a, a strong conclusion here. What's going on here? But I was intrigued by the headline. And where did it come from? Uh, JARAudio.com. Oh, they they sell. They're the ones that they sell gear, right? They're uh, right. yeah, right, right. That was an interesting. <laughs> so today is our loose and goosey show. As yes, it, it is supposed and, to and be. Please, please call in. Yeah. So we do have. <laughs> let me uh, let me advertise that here. It's so I did a, see in the uh, podcast movement newsletter 
that came out, I, I believe it came out today, uh, talking about um, options for recording a remote uh, podcast or doing an interview. And it lists all of the, um, the current services that are out there that you can do that with. Squadcast, uh, Zencaster with an R at the end, cleanfeed.net, Ringer, Zoom, Skype, uh, Roadcaster Pro. It's, they're linking hardware in there. Uh, tryca.st, Tricast. Tricaster? Yeah. T-R-Y-C-A dot C-T. Oh, that's interesting. A little bit different than StreamYard, uh, Uber Conference, and just the concept of doing a double-ender. So I thought that was an interesting list. I hadn't seen a list of of, uh, services out there that would offer that. So if you happen to subscribe to the Podcast Movement newsletter, it, it was in there. You know, that was probably the best Podcast Movement newsletter that they've ever put out with that resource list. Right. I generally, I rarely read anything in that newsletter. I rarely, I just use a skim it. And uh, that one was probably, you know, if, right. if, if you guys are listening, um, it's, you know, I pod news, I pretty much read, I, I skim the whole thing and click through to a number of things. Same thing with podcast business journal, but the podcast movement newsletter, I rarely read anything that's in there. So, I would say, from my opinion, that was one of the best newsletters to date. Yeah. So yeah. their format that they do is it's pretty long format. Yeah. Copy, and if you look at the Pod News, it's basically short, short clips with links to resources. Right. Yeah. Dan and Jay Lewis says, "Subscribe to the Oreo Podcast. You have to twist it, lick it, stick it back together, dunk <laughs> it, and then click subscribe." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's got his. He got I think his, we just discovered their new podcast tagline. He just got his com- uh, co- comedy hat on right there. You could probably sell that for. That would be you know you shouldn't have gave that up, Daniel. That's that was probably worth a thousand bucks from a PR standpoint. The, <laughs> pod, the podcast is the cream filling of the Oreo. Right? Yeah. So anyway, again, the call in line is open. We can talk about anything. You can come on and yell at us, whatever you want to do. GNC Pod 2. You just uh, search for Geek News Central, then you'll find Pod 2. Pod 1 is the line Rob is on right now. So, Pod Vader said, if I didn't have a meeting in 12 minutes, I would totally call in. You've got 10 minutes before you have to be on, before you have to come into the Zoom. Yeah, it could be a quick call. <laughs> it could be a okay. quick call, yeah. So, if you're watching today, make sure you say hello in the in the in the facebook chat and by the way we could use a few donations this go around i don't normally like put the plea out but the wowza bill was wowza and i think it was double what it should have been so that'll help if they cut it down but yeah todd it's the price of popularity i guess (laughs) well that that was that surprised me a little bit and i was just like holy crap so yeah typically we it's any hour that we do beyond five, uh, no, 10 hours, any hour, any hour that I do, yeah, five, how many hours do I get? I get, I think I get 10 hours included, 10 bucks an hour is what it costs me to stream it. Well, so, to these multiple destination points. Hmm. If it gets too expensive, we'll just cut it back down to Facebook, but it starts impacting my budget more. But 
And oh, Todd, I, I also saw an, another art article that was uh, on the jaraudio.com website, and and it was talking about what's uh, what's the true definition of expertise. So, well, this show, think of about course, podcast guests, right? Podcasters are always looking for, you know, a compelling guest for their program, right? Sure. So, I don't know that I've ever seen a list of um, questions. Oh, questions! Right, questions or attributes of a of a expert to have on your podcast, right? Okay. So I thought this was this was an interesting list. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to go check it out, I would just go to jaraudio.com and, uh, I can give a, give a couple of examples here. So the, uh, let's see, the person, uh, must be charismatic. Um, this person can deduce things from work related situations easily. So I guess you could probably do like a pre-call with uh, a guest and kind of Ask them a contextual question uh, in each one of these areas and see how they answer. So, you know. So, jaraudio.com. Oh, here comes somebody. Yeah. It is the Pod Vader. All right. Hey, Jay. I don't see him yet. Uh, yeah, he, I think he, he's just audio. Here. Yeah. Hey, Jay, how are you? We don't Jake, he- can you hear us? We don't hear him yet. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I think you're audio only. It's okay. You, you guys can see my face twice. How you been? I'm doing well. So, how's the new job? Uh, it's, uh, I, it's been cut back, but uh, it's going well. That's scary. Okay. Yeah, well, when there's no advertising on sports stuff. Hey Jay, what do you think is going on with these uh, these rankers that are out there in the medium right now? Rankers in the medium? Yep. Uh, uh, can we rank the rankers? Yes, <laughs> please do. <laughs> oh, he's being careful. <laughs> he's thinking before he speaks. <laughs> um, you know they can only rank what they see. Right. So yeah. they're not obviously getting right. Everyone's information. And, and I saw Tom Webster, my, my internet boyfriend there saying some stuff on the side. And I don't know what you guys have been talking about. I'm assuming it has to do with that report from Edison, uh, that came out a couple of weeks ago. That was not the nicest thing he could have done for the podcast industry saying that advertisers could buy five networks and reach 50% of the, exactly, uh, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. Yep. That wasn't, that wasn't very nice. Um, so hopefully there'll be more information about that coming out instead of it being behind the paywall. But, so, uh, so if you haven't heard, very nice if article. you haven't heard us talk about it, just to close, have you heard us, did you listen to the previous shows and hear us talk about it? No, I did not. Okay, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. So what didn't you like about it? Well, I mean, to me, if I'm an advertiser, now I only have to go buy five networks. I I can ignore the rest of the podcast industry. 
uh, because I'm going to reach the most, I'm going to get the most bang out of my buck by only buying a limited amount of mm-hmm. advertising in a few right. choice places. And we have no idea what those choice places are because that's the right. part that's behind the paywall. Um, right. So it wasn't exactly, it, it was not good news and it came at a horrible time uh, for that type of news to the podcast industry. Yeah. And do you think it's reasonable that we immediately thought of uh, PodTrack for that ranker? Or the top five um, No. I think uh, you can thank Triton Digital uh, as they're the biggest supporters of Edison Research. Uh, mm. The, the okay. share of ear and the, um, uh, right. what was the big one that just came out? But, it's escaping my mind right but now. My understanding is from what, and well, yeah, we're gonna have to get Tom on here. But my understanding was it was from their data. It wasn't it was they had their own data. They weren't using some list, right? Well, supposedly. Um, again, I say this with all due respect to my internet boyfriend Tom Webster. And listen, boyfriends can have disagreements. Uh, they're pulling. They're pulling people, right? So that's the we ask one person and they equal one thousand. And I hate that kind of data because it's inaccurate. Uh, it's not it's not 100%. And right. we do have the ability to get the most accurate data. I don't understand what's taking so long for all of that to happen. I think when, and I look at both of you two. You, you sure. two are in that group. Of course. That could make that sort of thing happen. But what you have, and anytime we've polled our customers, They've empathetic almost by thousands have said no. Right. Well, I mean, then that, that becomes the thing. It, it's yeah. which dollar bill ranks heavier. And, and I do think maybe right now for you guys, that's the dollar bill coming from the part of the people that aren't one of the five networks. Uh, but eventually the one of the five networks is going to get all the ad money and the other half is going to get none. And then it's, you got to follow the dollar bill. I don't know if it's as dire as that because you know, you've got, well, you have media buyers out there that can't spend all the money they've got because they can't focus beyond an umbrella of shows. And until they go outside of that umbrella, you know, they're, they're sitting on cash, maybe not right now, but before they could, they were desperate to put more inventory in play and, and couldn't place it because they had, they didn't want to work with a wide body of shows versus working with a small number. So that's a problem we've had for 15 years. And that's a hundred percent accurate. I don't understand why those advertisers don't see the value in putting their advertising on a smaller show. If you figure that uh, out, we can make a couple of uh, hundred million dollars a piece. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, the data has been the data, whichever data you want to pull from has been there that advertising and podcasting works. Doesn't yeah. matter what size show <laughs> right. it is. It just works. Right. So right. if you I can agree. put your advertising on a bunch of smaller shows, then do it. It's, I just, it's too it, much work. It goes back to the Adam Curry. You can't, you can't monetize that sort of thing which well, i don't 100 percent agree with either but somewhere there's a middle 
as always, somewhere there's a middle and no one seemed to have found it. Jay, for those that don't know you, can you disclose who you're working for and so people know you just a little, I know you got about a minute here. Yeah, I'm currently the executive producer at the Locked On Podcast Network, and uh, you can go and listen to any of our sports podcasts. By the way, our sports podcast listening has gone up. We've done some wow. tremendous work uh, working That's with over 150 yeah. plus hosts, uh, you know, your team every day, uh, putting together a lot of good, uh, interesting listening to you know, all types of content, you know, whether it's teams of the past or it's how the virus is affecting sports right now. What does the sports landscape look like, you know, in the future? Yeah, I was listening to you guys talking about uh, college sports and uh, that's definitely one of the one of the areas of athletic competition that is, I think, most in danger right now. Um, but yeah, there's been lots of good stuff. And of course, the NFL has been going you know, headstrong and, and going gangbusters because uh, it's the only gang game in town for now. And, and a big draft yeah. tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow. Are they going to do it Saturday. all? Oh, they're going to do it over three days. So they're oh, going to yeah. do rounds. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Round one's on Thursday. Rounds two and three are Friday. And then the rest of it finishes on Saturday. Should be fun to watch. I know and you- we'll be covering it on so the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for the cheap plug. You're welcome. I know, I know you got a call here. So thanks for jumping yes. on for a few minutes. Thank you guys. Yeah. Stay safe and uh, appreciate what all you've done, Jay. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Love you. Okay. Thanks. You know, he, to those of you that don't know, he's one of the old school guys. He's been around from the very, I think from year one, right? Has he been around since 04, 05? Uh, I think it's more like uh, probably six. Probably He's been around a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. And he, you know, and you know, he, he had a rough go after, uh, after it was let go from blog talk and then, or what was become then Spreaker, he went quite a while. With, well, Voxness. Yeah. Voxness. Yeah, yeah. He went quite a while between jobs. So I'm glad he landed someplace. Yeah. Yeah. And if, uh, anybody else wants to jump in here. And talk about anything, be honest with you. I mean, Tom, if you want to jump in. Yeah, if he's on. I don't know if he's still watching or not. But it's a it's an interesting time. I, I, I don't know. I guess for me, it's it's in, the only difference that I have right now is I can't go to Applebee's and have lunch or, you know, right. go out to dinner somewhere. You know, that's the only thing that's really kind of changed for me besides, and of course, not traveling as much or yeah. not traveling at all. Right. Not traveling you at know? all. Yeah. I had to laugh because I put 14,000 miles on my vehicle in the first six months I had it. And, and now I'm, you know, I'm putting on like 80 a week or something like that. So it's, you know, I have no, <laughs> I think I yeah, filled I my a brand new car too. And it's just sitting. I think yeah. I've filled up my gas once. Right. You know, so it's, it's like, uh, you know, maybe uh, from from that standpoint, I'm keeping the miles off the vehicle that I'd been racking up otherwise. Yeah. And definitely yeah. hotel stays. I'm not getting any hotel stays right now. So probably yeah. just as well, like anyone else. Yeah. Are hotels even open? <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or did they just shut know. down? You know, I, I don't, even, don't even know. Well, I'm prob- sure that there's... There's probably financial support going to the hotel industry. That's for sure. I'll probably try to make a reservation. Just see, 
not going anywhere. So, you know, we're talking about what to do. Ohio's going to potentially start trying to loosen up on May 1st. So, you know, we're trying to kind of plan what we're going to do with our team and how we're going to, you know, potentially maybe at some point cycle a few people into the office and, you know, maybe split the workforce a little bit, a few days in the office, a few days at home. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, did you see the announcement out of Apple that came out just, uh, I believe it came out, was it yesterday? Yeah. Today? Yesterday, talking about that they added another 52 countries to the Apple podcast. Was it 52 or 22? It says, it says, uh, wait a minute. Oh, it is not, yeah, I read the wrong number. It says, uh, are, are now available in 20 more countries. Sorry. Yeah, there we go. 20 and, more and, countries. And Apple Music is available in 52 additional countries. So that's that's the distinction. Did they so list the new countries that have come on board? Uh, let's see here. It says Africa. Um, that's, small. That's a Libya, continent. <laughs> Morocco, Rwanda, Zambia, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Asia Pacific, um, the Maldives, um, uh, Miramar. In Europe, Bosnia, Georgia, Kosovo, Serbia, those countries, and in the Middle East, Afghanistan, and Iraq. So those Iran. countries did no. not have podcasts available before this? I guess not. That's and interesting. The Oceania countries, um, Nauru, um, and Tonga, and um, Vanuatu. Vanatu. Vanatu, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the new countries that have podcasts now. And I just talked about uh, Nepal. I guess Nepal's had podcasts for a while now. Yeah. Ed Sullivan says Harvard just announced they won't take the stimulus money, but when you have an endowment of 41 billion, nine, bil- nine million is like finding some coins under the sofa cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's a good one, Ed. We'll give you the, that's, that's two, uh, two very good comedic uh, pieces in the chat room today. (laughs) But the total, yeah, the total, um, for Apple podcasts here, I found another section here that says the, the over 1 million shows in Apple podcasts. And they officially announced that, um, is in 100 languages and 175 countries and regions. It's 100 languages, 175. Wow. 100 yep. languages. Yep. That's pretty incredible. Look what we have done. What did we start, Todd? <laughs> we didn't start it, but I feel... I know, I know. But, I know. I, but you know, I, I did make the reflection the other day. You know, when you and I both jumped into this thing we didn't know it was going to go into you know we were what in the first 50 shows or so for both of us and i mean i think we both knew that this was kind of a trend that made made a lot of sense i i never you know uh, for me i I was in a hotel room and thought man this is going to be cool to do a podcast yeah i had really you know coming home and getting the funny look on what's a podcast and, you know, being put on a timeline and to make money. And it's just, to me, I don't think I, I don't think I envisioned it going as big as this. 
I and, thought it would actually go fast to be quite and, honest. You know, now get me wrong. That was the first months, few months. Right. By June or July of 05. Then I kind of had this like, oh man, right. there, there's a business right. here, something this this could this really could be something. But I think in October of 04 to me it was kind of like this is cool and I really had no idea that we would if you had told me in 2004 that you and I would still would be doing a show 15 years later I'd have laughed at you I really really would have I would I would have yeah I said you're crazy you know I never it's just one of those things where I'm still astonished. I, I really am from a from that perspective on here we are mm -hmm. 15 years later, going on 16. Right. You know, here we are. What it's like, are you kidding me? So I mean I mean I started my first full-time job working for a for a for a platform, podcasting listening type platform in 2005. Uh, so I kind of counted my career in podcasting and I stuck with it. I I haven't told this story a lot, but before I left uh, Microsoft and the Zoom podcasting platform, they offered me a job uh, working at running the international music area of Xbox. And so I had to decide if I wanted to stay working as an employee of Microsoft uh, at that time as a music content guy or leave the company as an employee and become a contractor and stay in podcast. Guess what I chose? Or did people think you were nuts for doing that? I didn't really tell anybody that outside publicly that I had actually had that choice presented to me because I wanted to be consistent with what I, how I saw in the podcasting space of somebody that continuously kept working in the medium. I didn't want to, give the perception that I was wavering on my, my belief in the future of the medium. So I, I really kind of counted on this medium as, as having a strong future because I saw what happened to my own radio show back in when I started doing podcasting and I was doing podcasts like listening before podcasting even started. So I had a little bit of a advanced look at what was going on here. Um, based on my work in some some early platforms that weren't quote unquote using RSS feeds, but were doing the same listening experience on mobile devices, and that was the the uh, Pocket PC platform is what I I was testing in, and we've talked about that on the show before, mm -hmm. where I was getting paid twenty five cents per download from Windows XP into Pocket PC. The from good Microsoft. old days. So, which is not a bad business model. No, it'd be great. <laughs> I was, I was making about 5,000 a month. That's just awesome. Just off of that. You know, so, I, I think, you know, the, I think my interest. And that was back in 2003, Doug. You know, and I think in retrospect, um, I think maybe, you know, starting 2005, got the sponsor got that first check and you're kind of like, whoa, this, this thing has potential. Right. And, um, and then really I think about all the stuff that we did at, at raw voice, which 
most people know is blueberry. I think that um, it was one of those deals where you're kind of like, uh, for a better word, well, we, we we're making stuff up as we went and we we're making, you know, and trying to project and make decisions. And, and you know, you, you threw some stuff up on the wall and it stuck and some stuff didn't. And, you know, we've learned a lot of those things that didn't work. And that's why often I think you and I laugh because we see stuff and we're like, oh, okay, good luck with that because we already been there and done that. So, um, I don't know. It, 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 I think we saw the, I thought it would grow faster you know, after we got into it and started growing at about year four or five. I'm like, why isn't this thing? I've always been puzzled even to this day why the advertising has took so long. It seems like the advertising piece is a thing that is dragged so woefully yeah. behind. Everything else is done pretty good, but the advertising is just, I mean, still, I think we're like 10 years behind on the advertising. Well, I think that the big thing that held back podcasting was actually the development of social media. Um, all the attention went to YouTube and Twitter and and those platforms early on. I'm talking about back in 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, and then the economic um, collapse happened. And a lot of the big, big, larger media brands kind of bailed on podcasting. But yet... They, but yet the podcasting growth continued to grow and we never saw a blink in revenue drop, not a blink. Right. I mean, it kept growing, but at a pretty slow rate, it was growing at what, like two to 3% a year. I think revenue for us was fantastic in that time frame. You know, we, we, you know, we saw great revenue increase. Well, you were kind of, kind of leading that monetization direction for the industry back then too, Todd. I mean, there weren't a lot of people doing monetization. That's the funny then. part. Cause we, we jumped out because in, in which we shouldn't, maybe that was a colossal mistake as we, you know, I had no desire in doing content, building networks. You know, we'd like to do like the independent, we like the repping the independent podcasters. And that probably was a fundamental mistake. We probably should have doubled down and, you know, formed up networks and, Right. You know, so, you know, for us, we kept seeing the revenue, the advertising dollars go down because they were, they were rolling up into big shows and, you know, if we were smart, we would have opened, but you know, we didn't have enough revenue at the time to like build a team to do that. And we never went out and got money. So, you know, right. if we'd have went and got money at that time, we'd have probably really cleaned up from the advertising standpoint, but instead we, we flipped focus. Yeah, because when I was wor- working on on Zoom in the early days, I would I travel around and spent time with a lot of the big big media companies and a lot of the big brands that were playing around with podcasting at the time, and a lot of them um, were thinking about bailing on it because it wasn't generating any revenue for them. They weren't willing to invest any money in original content, so they they were just repurposing their broadcast content over into podcasting, and none of them knew how to monetize the podcast. So it was like this is just a cost center for most of them. And a lot of them just bailed on yeah. it. Um, now you see it today is that all these big media companies, that's the, they jumped in with both feet into monetization and that's where most of them are right now. Um, so it, they could have easily done a lot of the things that they're doing now way back then. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have a will at the, at the corporate level to actually invest in it. 
to actually make the infrastructure changes that they needed. Because I tried to save a lot of these bigger companies by coming in and telling them, you know, the opportunity's still there, keep it going, you know, listenership is growing, all this kind of stuff. I was like banning the flames of interest. At the same time, they were pulling the pieces apart. People were leaving the companies. They were, the funding was getting pulled. Um, well, shows were getting shut down. You know, yeah. this might be an interesting time to watch then because I don't have a lot of insight into ad spend dollars. Mm-hmm. So what happens if the ad spend dollars retract 25% or 30 or 40%? There's going to be some networks that are going to be in big trouble. And if you see those types of drops, so at this point, could over the short term, could we be looking at the mid rolls of the world all of a sudden, you know, having challenges because they can't fill inventory? Because, well, it, I mean, Todd, it could also be where these brands and the agencies use the crisis to, to put, put pricing pressure on podcasts too. Well, that happened before. Yeah. I've seen pricing right. pressure before. Right. To try and get the same thing for less money. Well, if you, if you, if you are a media buyer, that's what you do. Right. And that's, that could be what happens because of this crisis, even though it has nothing to do with return though, mm-hmm. you know, if the economy goes as bad as it seems like it might be heading towards, there could be an impact on ROI. Well, and not necessarily an ROI, but they're just not going to spend as much because they don't have as much to spend. Well, that, yeah. There's because if typically you, an inverse relationship. The longer this goes and people, because everyone yeah. right now is in max conserve mode. You know, how many of you listening to the show have went out, you know, on this list of the broader audience, I want to hear from you guys just as podcasters. You know, I think we can pretty much, I know what the answer is already, but let's just confirm the answer. How many of you went out and done a major purchase? How many of you have signed up for a new service? Maybe it's being advertised on podcasts. I, I would contend that consumer spending is flat. I mean, or maybe, I mean, not, not even flat, but like. It's people, declined. Yeah, yeah. People are, people are in max conserve because they're, what are they protecting? Electricity, water, maybe their insurance, their cell phone, car payment, house. And they're stocking up on food and, and other, you know, toilet paper. Right. Hmm. And they're, and they're not, um, and they're not spending cash because the future is uncertain. So they're, they're basically probably making minimum payments on their credit cards and trying to get a little bit cash up, you know, get a little more cash rich. So if they're doing that, then all the advertising in the world is not going to do anything. And there could be a ripple effect where the media buyers are just saying, well, you know, we're running this advertising, but no one's spending money. At least in 2008, when the crash happened, it was people still spent money. It wasn't people still had, right. you know, it wasn't like the whole country was out of jobs. The housing market got crushed. It was a whole different dynamic. You know, people were still driving their cars and putting fuel in it. Yeah, I mean, it was a whole different scale. I mean, right. I, I'm, I don't think back then we lost, you know, 30 million jobs in no. a matter oh, no. of like three weeks. No, right. no, but. So, and I don't think these jobs are going to come back very quick. I think some businesses just aren't going to make it. But well, unfortunately, I think our our our, our government is failing the opportunity that they had to get money out to small businesses. I think it's that that they got some money out, but it's not going to be enough. 
And it didn't help that the Democrats set for two weeks and went and just approved the next, well, I don't want to get political, but we could have had another yeah. 300 million in the pie in a day. But, yeah, but you can't also just put a blank check out there either, Todd. And I think that's what they were fighting for was some, some controls on, on the potential abuse of that money as well. So there's two sides of the coin on that one too, right? Controls and getting it out there fast. So well, they didn't change the controls. So what did they, I think they tried to apply more controls. Yeah. I, so it doesn't go, we'll see. go, go into companies that don't need it or it goes places where it's not needed. But right? anyway, they acted too slow and yeah, I mean, overall, I would say that, that fire them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I think so, we have an opportunity coming up in November. Right? Yeah. Fire them all. Maybe if, if the postal service is still around. <laughs> <laughs> to do mail by voting, right? So yeah, it, you can apply for absentee ballot now. So right, right, yeah. Everyone has absentee balloting, so you can you can register absentee balloting now. Yeah, I think that um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But going back to the podcast advertising piece, if the spends go down, then the those that are in position that have their entire business model wrapped around advertising could be in deep trouble. Yeah. If they have no, no other alternative, they don't have listener support. They don't have a premium model or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I was a little shocked to hear them say that, um, there's going to be a huge increase in this in the fall again. Um, uh, I was a little surprised at that because I, I think people are going to make changes to their, how they live well, their lives. That's a projection. Right? You know, if they do everything right. they say they're going to do, they'll, be on top of this, but there's going to be hot spots that are going to flare up. Oh, sure. But I do think that there was probably a lot of cases that were confused early on. There was a lot of cases um, that were confused for just the seasonal flu, right? Yeah. Because there wasn't any tests out there. So how could we know that one was COVID and one was My mom is flu? convinced she had it. My sister's convinced she already had it. Yeah. I'm half speculative. I came back from Florida and had it. Right. So... You know, we'll see, you yeah. know, sometime we get some antibody tests, but you know, and, 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 and but you know, I live in a, you know, I, I have 42 cases in my County, you know, and half of them are out of a prison that's here. So from, you know, and then right. again, it, in the same density of area, you go to New York and it's mayhem, you know? So again, every part right. of the country is different. So yeah, that's true. Or I go a hundred miles from here and it's mayhem in Detroit. Right. Or you go a hundred miles in Seattle and it's mayhem in Seattle or whatever, you know. Right. 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 So it does tend to be more heavy in urban areas than it is of in the course. rural areas. Density. Density. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, people density. So Yep. But I don't know. I think in the end though, I what my prediction is, this is Todd's prediction. It was bad, but there was a little bit of overreaction. A little bit, not a lot, a little. Yeah, we that's can't, probably reasonable. We can't, we can't deny, reasonable. though, that the, you know, the death rate for those that are at risk is incredibly high. So, Well, I mean, I, I'm just curious, and nobody's ever come out with the number of how many um, deaths were attributed to seasonal flu or, or, or over the last, <laughs> you know, well, six months, right? In, in this state, or most states, if you have... COVID, 
you died from COVID. You didn't die from your heart attack or you didn't die from your high blood pressure. Or you didn't die from your diabetes. You died from COVID. <laughs> and then anyone that looked like they died from COVID was counted as COVID because the, if you don't have COVID, if you didn't die from COVID, you only get $19,000 as a, a hospital. And if you die from COVID, you get 39000 So, So there's that counting. It's again, it goes back to how you count. Uh, and and money and money everything can be traced <laughs> back, back to, to money. money and greed right <laughs> oh meanwhile the rest of us are locked down you know it's you know you just don't know that where the truth really lays it's intermixed amongst all that stuff <laughs> it's intermixed in between all the dollars per death is a pretty big motivator for a hospital the market is covid right and maybe the person did die from COVID, but you know, it's still, it's still kind of, it's a complication. They died. Right. Of, right. So you know, you don't know. So maybe it was a valid COVID death. Maybe that person would not have died, you know, without it, but yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you so go. let's get the vaccine testing done and you know, I'll sign up for any study. I'll like, you know, inject yes. me i'm good you'll be the guinea pig sure why not <laughs> i was i spent 30 30 25 years in the navy you don't think i didn't wasn't the guinea pig for a lot of stuff i got it i got anthrax shots you know come on so you know if if, if i can if i live through the anthrax shots I'll, I'll sign up for some some uh you know inoculation for for uh <laughs> for covid so did you, Todd, did you hear that there's a virtual podcasting festival that's happening this weekend? I, I think we talked Pot about of, it in the last show. Yeah. How are they Pot doing it? Palooza. Pot of, Pot of Palooza. Pot of Palooza. Pot of Palooza. That's right. It's, it's uh Saturday and Sunday, I guess. What the 25th and the 26th. Are you going to attend or watch any of it or? Uh, it's actually put on the organizer of it is glow dot fm mm. they are a uh premium subscriber platform oh so so you have, you have to, to pay, pay you have to pay to attend yes um, i'm not paying they can send me a free ticket they want us to report on it right but it's a podcast festival though it's not a training or nothing it's just some podcasters presenting they are doing some live live shows with groupings of podcasters that i think are just kind of talk about whatever you know it's it's and groups of podcasts are going to um, actively publish episodes during that time frame on a paid model we ought to be in the conference business rob and charge you know 500 bucks a head and have some you know guests to line up of do some training thing you know if they can do it we can do it <laughs> right you can do it in a second lifetime yeah, it's gonna be hard. I just think the scaling issue there's the challenge. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. If we have fifty people, we can do it, or less than a hundred. Yeah. You know, but but if you get over that, then it gets expensive. It gets, it gets real expensive. Yeah, you know, about for, it's about uh, two bucks a head. Yeah, about two dollars a head to really scale it. But the challenge is, is you have to have send people to different areas. They can't all be in the same area. So, hey Todd, if I were to order a um, a panel light for my situation here, mm -hmm. what would you recommend for me? Uh, you want something there to to just definitely an, some LEDs. I saw a deal the other day. 
just like right behind my monitor here, right on the other side of my monitor, just have it like shine down at me. You think? Well, or? you you know, you definitely you got to get it. You got to get it this way. And of course, I've got a little shadow showing here today. You got to get it this way too. Um, so you got to get lights below and then lights above. Uh, well, Is lights that, above and then lights. My my lights right on the side. Okay. You All know, right. so, so probably like four lights. You think or. You know, three lights. Uh, maybe three and two. But you can, you know, you what you do is don't go crazy. You just buy a couple to begin with, and then, uh, then add you if you add need. To it. Yeah. Right. So what was I had a deal here? I found. Let me see here. Can I find their advertisement? Because I'm also going to put up a green screen behind me too. So I'm going to play around with that stuff as well. Uh, let's see if I can find Draycast is a company that had a deal. Draycast. Yeah, Draycast. Let's see if I can find the email I got from them. I actually looked at it. It's a new home studio light kit. And uh, let me I'll actually forward this to you. Um, it's called the, for those of you that are listening, it's called the Draycast Video Conference Kit. It's, it consists of three lights, $249. They're LED. They're adjustable. Um, they so go you can adjust the, the intensity. intensity. Yeah. Right. Okay. The only thing about Drake cast that I don't like is that when you turn them down to a certain point, you, they get a little flaky. So when you're up on high, you're good. But if you get all the way down to like 25%, sometimes the lights will do this. So it, it's not like it gets it down to a complete minimum. That's right. it. But the price on these aren't bad. Um, the kit includes three compact lights, variable color from 32 to 5,600. And you should run it 5,400 if you want daylight color. Mm -hmm. 10 to 100% brightness dimming, max 18 watts of power draw. You can run off a battery or off a converter. Comes with a ball, shoe mount, tabletop stand, and three light cases. Actually, let me show you here on the screen what it looks like. I have a Draycast. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. I have Dra uh actually it's Draco. Draco uh no, it's Draycast kits. I have not in this studio. It's made by Draco, but it's a Draycast. Yeah, yeah. And these kit, are right. these are Chinese lights. So just, you know, for forewarning, none of these are made in America. And uh it's dracobroadcast.com uh 249. I've been pretty happy with their stuff over the years. You may find something better. But, um, again, the ad I, I got from them was they even so what have is that blue stripe on each side that's, of the panels. That's a It's an aluminum frame and okay. it's part of the aluminum frame. And what I like about these is you can slide in a filter. It's got a slot for a filter. You can slide the filter in. And I think it comes with two or three different filters. They've got, um, a video on these. And, um, but yeah, that here's the back of one. So, so how would you set that up? Would you set up one in front of me and, and two on each side? Yeah, of Yeah, that's what I would do. And you probably can, okay. and you know, you may be able to, if you do like a semi arc, you know, offset them enough, you, you know, and adjust the heights. Now, I don't think that this kit comes with, uh any tripods or anything 
Um, they've got another to one. To extend them up in the air. Yeah, so let me go back here. Let me come off this page. They had another one that I think you actually could buy. Uh, extension yeah, the stands. These get real expensive, though. These are big. You can probably buy the uh, light stands themselves <clears throat> cheaper, one by one. Uh, let's see if they actually show them. Th you know, this is a little. This product is a little bit bigger. Um, and again, uh, well, that's actually not, well, it's four ninety nine on this one. The other one was two forty nine. But these are bigger lights, much much bigger. And uh, they got 480 LEDs in them as compared to the other one, I think, who had, uh, how many lights, how many bulbs did it have? Uh, it doesn't say. Yeah, but there, there is definitely a difference in size between these and this other one. But yeah, you, you know, anyway, I can send over this link. I, I'm pretty happy with these folks' product. Uh, both of the, uh, other two studios all have uh, Draco lighting panels, and they're pretty okay. they're pretty reasonable. Yeah, I saw them on. I just did a search on Amazon for them as well, and it does appear that they have um, at least just a panel. So they do have one panel you can get for seventy seventy nine dollars. Yeah, and I've got some. I got a. Um, a one that hooks onto your through um, little arms. I've got there's one that's fifty nine dollars. I'll send you this this advertisement, and then you can click through on these deals. I'll send it to your Gmail. Okay. Anyway, I forward you that. So yeah, I'm I'm you know you can spend a lot of money on lights. You can go real real crazy. Yeah. No, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, I see that they have some that have extendable tripods on them. Yeah. Um, that are in the $500 range. But you might like. be surprised. A lot of people get those tripods and never use them. They hang them or something. So go on eBay and look for stands. The stands are all pretty standard. They all have the same knuckle on kind of top. screw mount yeah. on them, right? Yeah, so you might find, like on eBay or someplace like that, cheap stands. Yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I've, I've probably got three or four in the back that I've never used. Okay. I see one here from, there's a three light kit that looks like here. Let me see if they're on, on extensions. It doesn't, does it show them on an extension? It does look like they're taller. And this, this Drake cast video kit though, I am the only concern I have on it by looking at the ad is it looks like they have them set up to be on regular tripods and not, that starter kit isn't really set up for the, the 249 one is not set up to be on the, the tripods or to, it's, it's, you hook it up to, a, they, they want you to put it on a regular tripod, like a camera tripod versus uh, a, and, and be honest with you, those metal, those metal stands that these lights go on, you, depending on how much room you have in front of you, you know, it, those, those can be pretty big and then, you know, stability and all that. So it, you know, if if you've got three, um, three old, uh, you know, just regular camera tripods, you might that, that'll work. They might work right. as well, but it only works on you know. You have to look at the mount. Right. Well, it does. Uh, it does look like on Amazon that they have um, 
just the stands themselves that they sell for nineteen dollars mm. each for each stance. So if you bought the kit right. of the three lights, you just buy two or three of those light stands yeah. depending on what you need. But the two forty nine kit does not have the mounts you would use with those light stands. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. They are set up to do, the mount that they sell on this. I'm looking at the piece has got doesn't have the ball mount. It has a tripod. Basically, well, I believe that's what these stands have on them as a screw on. Yeah, I'm looking, you know, if you look at this picture here, um, it's, it's different. I, again, you uh, have to be careful the on that the I'm mounts. looking at here is a screw on mount. It's not a ball. Okay. The screw on mount then go on a regular tripod. No, no, the, the actual stand itself I'm talking about. Oh, oh, you're. The stands that I'm talking about, these types of stands here have, right. a, have a little, you can't see it in the picture, but they have a ball. Well, they're advertising it with that. So it includes three compact. Oh, it does include light stands. So it, it must support. Oh, Rob, that 249 deal does have light stands. So it's got to support the ball mount. They send oh, it. it oh, yeah. So that's a great, that's, you know, that, that might be the. That might be the ticket. That one right there? Yeah, that 249 one. Right. Yeah, so it does have stands that are extendable, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Because I didn't think it comes with ice, but it does come with the three light, comes with the stands. So that's that's a pretty good right. deal. And they've got them on sale right now. So. Yeah, and if you wanted to go see this too, actually, uh, just type in Dre. Cast that's D R A C A S T light lights uh, on Amazon, and there's a whole page that has all of their stuff on it. Yeah, the kit I'm looking at is called the Drake Cast Video Conferencer Starter Kit 249 is the price. And I don't think that kit is on Amazon, but I'm, I'm gonna have to go look. Yeah, and and sometimes it's again, they do all kinds of crazy packages, right? So I found ordering direct from them. Sometimes it's cheaper to go direct. Sometimes I find it cheaper on Amazon. Right. It's going to ship from the same people, but they just package them up different. Yep. Well, Todd, I think we're at the yeah. bottom of the hour. And I, yeah. I've got a webinar I got to get on. Oh, well, we're, we're actually 20 late. minutes. All right. So we'll cut everybody out of here. Hey, thanks everyone for coming on. And uh, if you've got comments on today's show, Todd at blueberry.com uh, at geek news. And I'm on Twitter at Rob Greenlee, and that's with two E's. And uh, I can be found on email, uh, robg at lipson.com. Want to hear from you. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us on Wednesday. We'll be back with you on Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And uh, for, I think, maybe a more formalized show. I don't know. I, they've all been kind of wacky here. But thanks, everybody, <laughs> for hanging out with us. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying our three hours a week that we're uh, – shoving in the pipeline for you but yeah. uh we'll see everyone next time here on the new media show everyone take care okay bye